I was actually at home when the tornado hit Joplin. The weather was beautiful. It started out a very nice day. We heard the weather reports uh, with the threats of a storm coming in. I didn't want to panic. I went and uh, heard the crawl space. I did hear the sirens go off, and I said, it, it sounds like we better take cover. It's true that what they say, it does sound like a train coming through, a very loud train. I started hearing boards ripped apart over me, and it was raining. I definitely felt the suction of the tornado attempting to lift me up. The May 2011 Joplin tornado killed 161 people and was the costliest tornado recorded in U.S. history. Tornadoes are a billion-dollar problem in the United States. From 2018 to 2023, there have been $17 billion climate disasters involving tornadoes, and the costs are expected to grow. The disasters keep on building and building and building, and that's because we have basically more and more and more people in the way or in the paths of these tornadoes when they do happen. We're seeing writ large that the cost of disasters each year is just skyrocketing. My place was totally destroyed. We didn't even have a shingle off our house, no damage whatsoever. But just two blocks away, uh, there were homes totally destroyed. What we're seeing with, with the impacts of climate change is that tornadoes can really happen anywhere. We're seeing what feels like a freak event, but happening more and more regularly, not just in the traditional tornado alley. There are ways to keep people safe from tornadoes, no matter where they strike. Engineers in the United States have been developing building codes for, for decades, and we have science that truly works. We can resist and significantly lower tornado damage. So why are tornadoes so destructive in the United States? Why aren't communities building to safer building codes? And how can communities invest in resilience? The United States sees about 1,200 tornadoes each year, more than anywhere else in the world. These violent events are deadly and destructive, damaging homes, businesses, and infrastructure. Tornadoes are a big problem in the United States. In 2022 alone, the U.S. experienced two separate billion-dollar tornado outbreaks. Severe weather, including tornadoes, hailstorms, and straight-line wind events, caused $7.46 billion in property damage in 2021. The U.S. saw six times more billion-dollar severe storms in the past decade than in the previous two decades. Those are the storms that produce tornadoes. For a tornado to form, certain weather conditions have to be present. Sort of very similar to baking a pie. You have to have flour and sugar and water and eggs. For tornadoes, you really need an unstable atmosphere, so very warm and humid air near the surface of the ground. You have to have wind shear, different wind directions at a bunch of different levels in the atmosphere to create turning of the wind with height. All of those ingredients come together to form special types of thunderstorms called supercells, which have the potential to produce tornadoes. Based on estimated wind speeds and damage, tornadoes can range on a scale from EF0 to EF5. This rating scale came to us because wind engineers went out into the field to look at the damage. And then based on the damage, they were trying to predict what the wind speeds are. So we have developed this system based on how the buildings react. 
so that means the tornado's rating is directly related to the resilience of the buildings in the community it hits. On May 22, 2011, a powerful EF5 tornado hit the Joplin, Missouri metro area. The Joplin tornado caused $2.8 billion in damage, or almost $3.8 billion in 2023 dollars, making it the costliest recorded U.S. tornado. That is, was St. John's Hospital. This is a parking lot. There were cars there, completely packed. The cars are now strewn everywhere. As far as the eye can see, 360 degrees of devastation. 7,500 residential dwellings in the city were damaged or destroyed. According to the Joplin Area Chamber of Commerce, 553 businesses were destroyed or severely damaged in the tornado. But Joplin rebuilt. Rebuilding is a very long process, and it's one that is arduous. It oftentimes takes years to be able to rebuild communities, homes, businesses, and it takes communities coming together to really think about the future and what they're going to do differently to build more resilience into their communities as they move forward. Recovery is a marathon, it's, it's not a sprint. We look at this as an opportunity. We have a new hospital, we have uh, new schools, modern schools that are educating our future workforce, but we never want to be satisfied. The central Great Plains of the United States, including states like Kansas and Texas, have historically experienced more tornadoes than anywhere else. There's a whole middle of our country that people refer to as Tornado Alley. And these are places and communities that have for many years been preparing for tornadoes. But tornadoes can happen everywhere. Here's where they hit in 2022. If you were to ask a thousand tornado scientists where Tornado Alley is, they're all gonna give you different definitions. The reality is, is that all 50 states, including Alaska and Hawaii, receive tornadoes. Not all of them receive them as frequently, right? But all of them can have tornadoes. Places in the Southeast and Midwest have seen an increase in tornado frequency over the last four decades. Over the last 50 years, places like Texas and Oklahoma, again, kind of this traditional perception of Tornado Alley, they've gone down there in terms of frequency. And they've gone up in a place like Tupelo or Memphis or Jackson, Mississippi. That is really important because we have way more people living east of the Mississippi River. And so basically we have more targets, more exposure, more vulnerability where these tornadoes are, are happening. And that creates more and more tornado disasters. There's more things, more people, more of us, and more of our possessions in the Mid-South. You combine that with an extreme socioeconomic vulnerability, and that is increased poverty rates and, and lack of sheltering and poor, in many cases, substandard housing. The recipe is for disaster across some of these areas. Some cities in these regions include Memphis, Indianapolis, and Nashville. In March 2020, a deadly tornado hit Nashville. The Nashville tornado left behind over $1.5 billion in damage, making it one of the costliest U.S. tornadoes on record. So it's kind of like this two-sided coin, if you will, where we have this change in probability due to climate, but we also have this increasing footprint and exposure and vulnerability that are going to continue to drive the losses in the future. A lot of tornado damage is preventable. The EF0 and EF1 portion of the storms, that type of damage can be prevented with strong, resilient building construction. Costs a little bit more than typical building construction, 
but it's definitely resilient and it prevents that type of damage. The IBHS has some specific recommendations for building resiliently. The biggest and best thing that you can do is to think about replacing that garage door with a wind-rated garage door. And then the other thing is when it's time to re-roof, choose that stronger option. In the 2011 Joplin, Missouri tornado, 84% of deaths resulted from building and structural failures. In total, 8,000 structures were damaged, including a major hospital. Missouri does not have a mandatory statewide building code, but in the wake of the massive EF5 tornado, the city of Joplin made some changes to protect its buildings and its people from damaging winds. What we implemented was requirement using hurricane clips. So that, that strengthens that connection between the roofing system and the wall system. And then we beefed up the, the use of bolts and, and other infrastructure to connect the wall system to the foundation system. Modern building codes are projected to generate an estimated $132 billion reduction in property losses in the U.S. between 2000 and 2040. But not all communities have building codes in place. As of November 2020, 65% of counties, cities, and towns in the U.S. are not covered by modern building codes. We should have building codes in all of the places in the United States where the wind can impact us, which is the whole of the United States. But sadly, only 17 states in the U.S. have a statewide building code. Part of the challenge with building tornado resilience in the U.S. is that building codes are generally a local and a financial decision. And these are sometimes tough financial decisions. We do want to increase the cost of housing so much that people couldn't rebuild or some people uh, uh, couldn't afford to rebuild. So that was a debate amongst ourselves. You know, how far do we want to go with these building code changes? Originally, I was in favor of requiring storm shelters. And then I received a call from an elderly person saying, hey, if you require that, it's going to increase my cost $7,000. She went paycheck to paycheck. She goes, I cannot afford to rebuild my home. So in the end, we did require storm shelters be installed. There are also federal resources available when it comes to building resiliently. We at FEMA have upwards of $7 billion that we are making available through our many, many grant programs so that both families and communities can build shelters, can build safe rooms, can take those actions of reinforcing roofs that make it more likely that people will stay safe during a tornado event. In 2022, FEMA released the FEMA Building Code Strategy to advance its building code efforts and strengthen resiliency nationwide. The Biden administration has also designated billions of dollars for climate resilience and weatherization through the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law and the Inflation Reduction Act. The Biden-Harris administration is putting even more resources into helping communities take action. Each year we see millions of dollars in applications from communities and from families through both the BRIC program, but also the hazard mitigation grant program that FEMA runs, as well as many others. And we are so blessed. And, you know, that was an issue for so many that we know is that they're seeing all the good that came as a result of this tragedy. And there's some guilt about that, right? It's Ungrateful. I would love for us to get to a place where EF0 and EF1 damage are something that we're not seeing anymore because our buildings are now strong enough. That would be a huge win for the United States of America because it means we'll be building resiliently.
it's not just tornadoes, it's hurricanes, it's wildfires, it's flooding. Um, a lot of our infrastructure is completely outdated and was built to specs of early 1900s climatology. That is not what we have anymore. <laughs>